Hello and welcome back to Who Knows. My name is Chris. I got a nice fresh cup of coffee here. And we are reading some books. Um, today we're reading The Untethered Soul, The Journey Beyond Yourself by Michael Singer. Hope you're following along with this one. We are starting the last part, part five, and it's called Living Life. And we're on chapter 15, The Path of Unconditional Happiness. So far, it's a pretty good book. And uh, yeah, we just get right into it. So... The Path of Unconditional Happiness <clears throat> The highest spiritual path is life itself. If you know how to live daily life, it all becomes a liberating experience. But first, you have to approach life properly, or it can be very confusing. To begin with, you have to realize that you really only have one choice in this life, and it's not about your career, whom you want to marry, or whether you want to seek God. People tend to burden themselves with so many choices, but in the end, you can throw it all away and just make one basic underlying decision. Do you want to be happy or do you not want to be happy? It's really that simple. Once you make that choice, your path through life becomes totally clear. Most people don't dare give themselves that choice because they think it's not under their control. Someone might say, well, of course I want to be happy, but my wife left me. In other words, they want to be happy, but not if their wife leaves them. But that wasn't the question. The question was very simply, do you want to be happy or not? If you keep it that simple, you will see that it really is under your control. It's just that you have a deep-seated set of preferences that gets in the way. Let's say you've been lost and without food for days, and you finally find your way to a house. You can hardly make it to the doorstep, but you manage to pull yourself up and knock on the door. Somebody opens the door, looks at you, and says, Oh my God, you poor thing, do you want something to eat? What would you like? Now the truth is, you really don't care what they give you. You don't even want to think about it, you just utter the word food. And because you really mean it when you say you need food, it no longer has anything to do with your mental preferences. The same goes for the question about happiness. The question is simply, do you want to be happy? Sorry, excuse me. Oh. If the answer is really yes, then say it without qualifying it. After all, what the question really means is, do you want to be happy from this point forward for the rest of your life, regardless of what happens? Now, if you say yes, it might happen that your wife leaves you, or your husband dies, or the stock market crashes, or your car breaks down on an open highway at night. Those things might happen between now and the end of your life. But if you want to walk the highest spiritual path, and you answer yes to that simple question, you must really mean it. There are no ifs, ends, or buts about it. It's not a question of whether your happiness is under your control. Of course it's under your control. It's just that you don't really mean it when you say you're willing to stay happy. You want to qualify it. You want to say that as long as this doesn't happen, or as long as that, as that does happen, then you're willing to be happy. That's why it seems like it is out of your control. Any condition you create will limit your happiness. You simply aren't going to be able to control things and keep them the way you want them. You have to give an unconditional answer. 
If you decide that you're going to be happy from now on for the rest of your life, you will not only be happy, you will become enlightened. Unconditional happiness is the highest technique there is. You don't have to learn Sanskrit or read any scriptures. You don't have to renounce the world. You just have to really mean it when you say that you choose to be happy. And you have to mean it regardless of what happens. This is truly a spiritual path, and it is as direct and sure a path to awakening as could possibly exist. Once you decide you want to be unconditionally happy, something inevitably will happen that challenges you. This test of your commitment is exactly what simulates spiritual growth. In fact, it is the unconditional aspect of your commitment that makes this the highest path. It's so simple, you just have to decide whether or not you will break your vow. When everything is going well, it is easy to be happy, but the moment something difficult happens, it's not so easy. You tend to find yourself saying, but I don't know this was, I didn't know this was going to happen. I didn't think I'd missed my flight. I didn't think Sally would show up at the party wearing the same dress that I had on. I didn't think that somebody would dent my brand new car one hour after I got it. Are you really willing to break your vow of happiness because these events took place? Billions of things could happen that you haven't even thought of yet. The question is not whether they will happen. Things are going to happen. The real question is whether you want to be happy regardless of what happens. The purpose of your life is to enjoy and learn from your experiences. You are not put on earth to suffer. You're not helping anybody by being miserable. Regardless of your philosophical beliefs, the fact remains that you were born and you are going to die. During the time in between, you get to choose whether or not you want to enjoy the experience. Events don't determine whether or not you're going to be happy. They're just events. You determine whether or not you're going to be happy. You can be happy just to be alive. You can be happy having all these things happen to you and then be happy to die. If you can live this way, your heart will be so open and your spirit will be so free that you will soar up into the heavens. This path leads you to absolute transcendence, transcendence because any part of your being that would add a condition to your commitment to happiness has got to go. If you want to be happy, you have to let go of the part of you that wants to create melodrama. This is the part that thinks there's a reason not to be happy. You have to transcend the personal as you do. You will naturally awaken to the higher aspects of your being. In the end, enjoying life's experiences is the only rational thing to do. You're sitting on a planet spinning around in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Go ahead, take a look at reality. You're floating in an empty space in a universe that goes on forever. If you have to be here, <coughs> excuse me. If you have to be here, at least be happy and enjoy the experience. You're going to die anyway. Things are going to happen anyway. Why shouldn't you be happy? You gain nothing by being bothered by life's events. It doesn't change the world. You just suffer. There's always going to be something that can bother you if you let it. This choice to enjoy life will lead you through your spiritual journey. In truth, it is, self, it is itself a spiritual teacher. Committing yourself to unconditional happiness will teach you every single thing there is to learn about yourself, about others, and about the nature of life. You will learn all about your mind, your heart, and your will, but you have to mean it when you say that you'll be happy for the rest of your life. Every time a part of you begins to get unhappy, let it go. Work with it. Use affirmations or do whatever you need to do to stay open. If you are committed, nothing can stop you. No matter what happens, you can choose to enjoy the experience. If they starve you and put you in solitary confinement, just have fun being like Gandhi. No matter what happens, just enjoy the life that comes to you. 
As difficult as that sounds, what's the benefit of not doing it? If you're totally innocent and they lock you up, you might as well have fun. What good does it do to not have fun? It doesn't change anything. In the end, if you stay happy, you win. Make that your game and just stay happy no matter what. The key to staying happy is really very simple. Begin by understanding your inner energies. If you look inside, you will see that when you're happy, your heart feels open and the energy rushes up inside of you. When you aren't happy, your heart feels closed and no energy comes up inside. So to stay happy, you just don't close your heart. No matter what happens, even if your wife leaves you or your husband dies, you don't close. There is no rule that says you have to close. Just tell yourself that no matter what happens, you're not going to close. You really do have that choice. When you start to close, just question if you're really willing to give up your happiness. You should examine what it is inside of you that believes there's some benefit to closing. The slightest thing happens to you and you give away your happiness. You were having a great day until someone cut you off on your way to work. It got you really upset and you stayed that way the rest of the day. Why? Dare to ask yourself that question. What good came from letting it ruin your day? There was no benefit. If somebody cuts you off, let go and stay open. If you really want to, you can. <laughs> if you take on this path of unconditional happiness, you will go through all of the various stages of yoga. You will have to stay conscious, centered, and committed at all times. You will have to stay one-pointed on your commitment to remain open and receptive to life. But nobody said that you can't do this. Staying open is what the great saints and masters taught. They taught that God is joy, God is ecstasy, and God is love. If you remain open enough, waves of uplifting energy will fill your heart. Spiritual practices are not an end in themselves. They bear fruit when you become deep enough to remain open. If you learn to stay open at all times, great things will happen to you. You simply have to learn not to close. The key is to learn to keep your mind disciplined enough so that it doesn't trick you into thinking that this time it's worth closing. If you slip, get back up. The minute you slip... The minute you open your mouth, the minute you start to close and defend yourself, get back up. Just pick yourself up and affirm inwardly that you don't want to close no matter what happens. Affirm that all you want is to be at peace and to appreciate life. You don't want your happiness to be conditional upon the behavior of other people. It's bad enough that your happiness is conditional upon your own behavior. When you start making it conditional upon other people's behavior, you're in serious trouble. Things are going to happen to you and you're going to feel the tendency to close. But you have the choice to either go with it or let it go. Your mind will tell you that it's not reasonable to stay open when these things happen. But you have limited time left in your life, and what's really not reasonable is not to enjoy life. If you have trouble remembering that, then meditate. Meditation strengthens your center of consciousness so that you're always aware enough to not allow your heart to close. You remain open by simply letting go and releasing the tendency to close. You just relax your heart when it starts to tighten. You don't have to be outwardly glowing all the time. You're just joyful inside. Instead of complaining, you're just having fun with the different situations that unfold. Unconditional happiness is a very high path and a very high technique because it solves everything. You could learn yoga techniques such as meditation and postures, but what do you do with the rest of your life? The technique of unconditional happiness is ideal because what you're doing with the rest of your life is already defined. You're letting go of yourself so that you can remain happy. As far as your spirituality goes, you're going to grow very rapidly. A person who actually does this every moment of every day is going to notice the cleansing of their heart. 
This is because they're not getting involved in the stuff that comes up. They're also going to notice the purification of their mind because they are not getting involved in the mind's melodrama. Their Shakti, the spirit, is going to awaken even if they know nothing about Shakti. They will come to know a happiness that is beyond human understanding. This path solves daily life and it solves spiritual life. The greatest gift one can give to God is to be pleased with his creation. Do you think God likes to be around people that are happy or people that are miserable? It's not hard to tell. Just think about it by imagining that you're God. You created the heavens and earth so that you could play and experience yourself. And now you're dropping down to check on your humans. So God asks the first human he sees, how are you doing? The human says, what do you mean, how am I doing? Well, do you like it here? No, I don't like it here. Why not? What's wrong? The tree is, that tree is bent in five places. I want it to be straight. This person went out with somebody else, and that person ran up a $100 phone bill. This person has a nicer car than mine, and that person dresses funny. It's just terrible. Plus, my nose is too big, my ears are too small, and my toes are weird. I'm not happy with it. I don't like any of it. So God says, well, how about the animals? The animals? The ants and mosquitoes bite you. It's a terrible thing. I can't go out at night because there are all these animals out there. They howl and poop all over the place, and I just don't like it. Do you think God likes listening to this, he says? What do you think? I'm a complaint department. What do you think? I'm a complaint department? Then he goes and visits somebody else, and again he asks, How are you doing? The person says, I am ecstatic. Ecstatic. God says, Wow, well, how do you like things? They're beautiful. Everything I look at just creates waves of joy inside of me. I look at that bent tree and it just blows me away. The ant comes and bites me and it's just so amazing that a tiny ant could be brave enough to bite a giant like me. Now you guessed who God wants to hang out with. One of the ancient names for God in the yogi tradition is Satchitananda. Tananda. Satchitananda. Eternal conscious bliss. God is ecstasy. God is as high as it gets. If you want to be close to God, learn to be joyful. If you remain spontaneously happy and centered, no matter what happens, you will find God. That's the amazing part. Yes, you will find happiness, but that's nothing compared, compared to what you're really going to find. Once you have passed through trial by fire and you are thoroughly convinced that you will let go no matter what, then the veils of the human mind and heart will fall away. You will stand face to face with what is beyond you because there's no longer a need for you. When you are done playing with the temporal and in infinite you will open to the eternal and infinite when the word happiness can't describe your state that's where words like ecstasy bliss liberation nirvana and freedom come in the joy becomes overwhelming and your cup runneth over this is a beautiful path be happy cool it's a little short one but that was pretty good Good stuff, guys. I um, hope you're liking all. Uh, yeah, I like I like reading to you guys. So I'm glad you I'm glad you guys are all listening out there. I don't know where any of you are from or what's going on, but I really appreciate you guys being here. So and I am happy to do this because I'm happy. So, if that makes any sense. Thanks. Bye.